This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 395, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 395. It's our reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, July 27th. Every week we take a look at some of the selected uh, releases from the previous week and give a quick uh, synopsis what it was about, if it was good, bad, or ugly. Uh, this week, this episode is going to be going out on August the 2nd, so a happy belated civic holiday to my Canadian listeners, or if you're from Ontario, uh, happy Simcoe Day. Uh, if you're not from Canada, you have no idea they would I'm talking about, and that's okay too. Uh, so let's just jump right into uh, the comics that came out uh, this past week. First up, we've got Action Comics issue 960. Um, I'm just super on board with this. I'm really enjoying uh, Action Comics. It feels like it really lives up to the name. Uh, this is written by Dan Jurgens. I work by Tyler Kirkham, and I think it's some of Kirkham's best art. Um, some of his faces. Could have a little bit more detail, but for the most part, I think it's very it's very energetic art. Uh, it's got good line work. Um, I think Kirkham's come a long way. His artwork used to have more of an imagey feel, like an old school imagey feel, and it feels like it's definitely um, progressed from there. Um, I, there's a lot of good characterization, even amongst or amidst the uh, the action. Uh, some great uh, moments with Kal-El and Lois. I I do miss Superman necessarily looking a little bit older. That was something that the beard definitely gave a, a certain sensibility of, of Clark looking like an older character uh, as opposed to being kind of a younger man. Uh, that's the only thing that kind of, you know, I wish he looked a little bit older um, and, and had a little bit more of that, you know, that experience kind of built into the, to the look. But um, the way that Jurgens is writing him definitely takes that... That that sense of that sensibility and really expands upon it. Uh, his relationship with Wonder Woman here is cool and interesting. I, I feel like it almost feels like we're missing a beat. Like we need to have seen more of them kind of coming to terms. You know, the man that she loved, he looks just like him, but a little bit older. Like I feel like we need to have a quieter scene with these characters. But for the most part, I I, I do like that we kind of just jump in and would they do what needs to be done. Uh, Doomsday remain, remains a very enjoyable character. Um, it must be interesting for Tyler Kirkham doing a doomsday story that's written by Dan Jorgens, the creator of the character. That must be kind of a weird, trippy feeling. Um, this was just this was a thrill ride. It was a lot of fun, but there's also some great characterization as well, and I think that's what sets this book uh, apart from maybe what some sometimes was happening in the action comics pre-New 52, that we weren't getting the same sense of characterization. We are sometimes getting the action, but it wasn't... It didn't feel like it was as earned or as, as grounded in character. And here, we have a good blend of character and action, and that's a hard thing to do, but Jurgens is doing it well. Uh, next up is All New All Different Avengers number 12. I really dug this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade. Uh, art is by Mahmoud Azwar. What I liked about this is that it felt like an Avengers issue. It felt like the team... N- Everyone on the team was necessary in some way in order to defeat the villain, who in this case was Nihilus. I thought it was um, a clever way of kind of making the characters come together as a team in a way that, in some ways, we haven't quite seen. I mean, they're doing it all like each person is taking on Nihilus on their own, but the way in which they do it is very much using a team approach and using the Negabands as a a tool to be able to do that. Um, The Wasp Wasp uh, sequence I thought was a lot of fun and went in directions I didn't expect it to go, and I, I. really dug that um 
I'm interested to see where they go, where Mark Wade goes with that character going forward. But so far, like, I'm really kind of a fan of that. And I liked how they brought the resolution of Nova's part of the storyline to a way, to a conclusion in a way that, you know, you didn't miss out on anything if you were just reading Nova, but at least it gave a reason for them to turn back and go home, even though they haven't found uh, Jesse Alexander. Um, I'm going to give this an 8 as well, and I feel like for some of the books this week, that's just going to be what I'm going to be doing, because uh, these are some good comics that have good art and good story. Next up is Carnage number 10. Again, the covers are just breathtaking. Like, I, the covers alone make the... Like, if you just bought posters for Carnage, uh, his book, it would be worth doing, because they just look gorgeous. Um, it's written by Jerry Conway, artwork by Mike Perkins. It's Sea Devil Part 5. My only problem with the storyline, like, I think it's well-written, and I think the art is great, is that it gets confusing. Like, I almost forget where we are in the chronology, because it's, it's, it feels like we've gone, you know... Uh, back and forth, back and forth, and that part I'm not as huge a fan of. Um, the change for um, Claire's character, I don't know if I really enjoy that as much either, um, but for the most part, I, like it remains a, a thrilling book. Um, Jerry Conway definitely has a, a good sense of what he wants to do. I just think that at times the chronology is a little muddied, and the artwork here wasn't quite as strong as it had been in previous issues as well. Um, in particular, sometimes like his carnage really works, but I, I find like his toxin, I'm not a big fan of. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's something about the way the toxin looks. I don't really like it. I, I, or not that I don't like it, because it... It just doesn't work for me, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because we have Agent Venom, and it kind of has this weird kind of look that reminds me of that. Or maybe it's just the toxin used to be one thing, and it feels like it's going in a different direction in terms of the art. I don't know. I'm going to give it a 7 overall. Uh, next up is Civil War 2, number 4. Oh, boy. Um, I almost want to leave it at that. Who boy. Um, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, artwork by David Marquez. Um, I found Marquez's art still good, but not... Well, no, it was still pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to think if I had any real problems with it. And really, there's no problem with the artwork at all. The artwork is definitely this one of the strongest parts of the story. Although there is a brief moment um, when the kind of... More or less, the Illuminati is meeting with Tony. And there's a shot of, of uh, Steve Rogers. And I don't know why, but he almost has a Brett Boothian face. And I don't know if Brett Booth has ever been used as an adjective before, but uh, he is now. Um, I guess part of the problem I have with this... The art is gorgeous. It looks great. The story just doesn't work. It just it feels very forced. And even the reason why all these like where, why we have different characters kind of gathering together, it fe- again that doesn't feel like natural either. Like there is the first one that has a lot of there not a lot of but there are problems with the original Civil War, but they did a lot of things right and it made it feel like it was a big thing. And uh, it also felt like there was time. You had sides defecting, and you had this this sense of something going on. Whereas this just feels like out of nowhere, we're teaming up and we're going to fight each other. And in some ways, it kind of feels like AVX because that was also something that Bendis wrote the first few issues of. And it finally kind of, kind of felt like this forced thing, which should have felt more more natural given that the, the building blocks were there. Uh, here, I don't know if the building blocks are necessarily here. I just feel like Bendis has tried to make the building blocks fit into something that I don't really know if the shape fits what he's trying to do. Uh, I'm going to give the issue maybe a, a five, and just because I, I think the story also makes me indifferent. Like, I don't even know if it really engages me. Like, in some ways, I almost want it to be badly written. It's not even badly written. It's just, it's not, it's just kind of there. It, it's almost worse. Uh, if it was badly written, it would at least motivate me and make me care in some way, not in the way they want me to care, but at least to elicit reaction in me. Whereas I read it, I'm like, eh. And even the shot of uh, Hawkeye being exonerated, I was just like, well, that's a crash looking shot but whatever uh, the art's great the story is, is forgettable 
I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. And I'm probably being a little harsh, but I just, I'm not enjoying it. And I, at the end of the day, I want to enjoy, I want to enjoy comics. And I just, I don't enjoy these. Uh, next up is Detective Comics 937, proving that the legacy numbered books are awesome. Uh, this was really well written, uh, really kind of intriguing. It brings up some questions on, like, you know, how long has how how long has something like this? What, what is it called? The there's this cave um, that this you know this mil- military group has. I guess part of the problem I have with that is that it, it kind of is Batman so narrow sighted that he doesn't notice that these things are being built and people are using his tactics. Like we, and I, it only bugs me because it happens once fine, but like court of owls was operating under his nose. Like there's a lot of things happening under Batman's nose. And after a while he's supposed to be, you know, the preeminent detective of the DC universe. And it gets harder to buy when this keeps happening. That being said, fantastic issue <laughs> like it, it, it's it's well written it's a, a credible threat there's multiple threats there's obviously these, these these batman for lack of a better word i forget what they actually call them and then there's what's actually going on with this other with uh, league of shadows and they're kind of establishing there's both the league of shadows and the league of assassins uh the artwork by alvaro martinez is extremely on point it looks great uh, but Dave, James Tinian the fourth script is really strong as well. And again, I can't wait to see more of uh, the most underutilized character here uh, so far is Clayface. Yes, he was the reason why they were able to escape last issue, but I just want to see more because he's the character I'm most intrigued to see more from. Uh, just because Clayface, like really, he's a he's a he's a hero now. Like I want to see more. Uh, next up is New Avengers number fourteen. I dug this. Um, there's a lot going on, and I like that. You know, they're not afraid to kind of have multiple things going on in the story. Al Ewing is writing it. Our work by Paco Medina. I thought he had very good design sense here. Um, we have Sunspot dealing with uh, a danger room, basically, um, and trying to survive. Uh, meanwhile, we have the Revengers taking on, you know, um, the AIM what, uh, headquarters. Uh, we've got the Maker going up against Dr. Tony Ho uh, and trying to get Pod. Um, which is pretty cool. We have uh, Dr. Positron, um, Cannonball, and who's the other one with them? Oh, um, Power Man uh, trying to rescue uh, Melissa Gold, uh, otherwise known as Songbird, and then they fight up, fight against some Dum Dum Dugans. Um, there's a lot going on here, and then Warlock shows up at the end. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of plots, and I'm really enjoying them. I think the first arc for me didn't quite work. I don't know what it was. It was okay, but the artwork was a little bit over the top. Um, and the story hadn't quite found its footing. But ever since that first arc, this book has just been immensely enjoyable to read. And I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because I love 8s. Uh, next up is Old Man Logan, number 9. Such an amazing book. Uh, starts a new storyline, The Last Ronin, Part 1, The Silent Order, by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Um, it's very cinematic, this, this entire book. Uh, we have flashbacks. We also have current storylines with um, Old Man Logan trying to find Eureka, otherwise known as uh, Lady Deathstrike, and kind of his his search for her, and then going up, being taken down by the Silent Order. Um, this is fantastic. Uh, every issue is just such a treat. I'm going to give this. This might be my favorite book of the week, which, considering I really liked Action Comics and Detective Comics and New Avengers. Uh, and even all new, all different. So the fact that I'm giving Old Man Logan a bit of the, the edge here is uh, no small feat. And last but definitely not least is Totally Awesome Hulk number nine. Uh, this is written by Greg Pak, artwork by Mike Del Mundo. Uh, 
I got so spoiled with Alan Davis. I like Del Mundo's art. I don't know if I quite like it here. It's it just it feels very static. It doesn't feel like it has a, a good kind of design sense in terms of there being fluidity of motion and, and of action. And I'm not getting that here. And I, I kind of expected that and wanted that. Um, that's the only thing I thought was lacking. I mean, I like his art, but here I just thought it lacks something that he's had in more recent outings. That being said, the storyline by Greg Pak is fantastic with, you know, uh, Amadeus Cho dealing with his his feelings after the, the murder of Bruce Banner. Um, and I like the media look, and it looks like uh, Black Panther has his own Hulkbuster armor now, and I'm excited to see where we go from this. Um, I'm just not not sure how I feel about that Mike Del Mundo as the artist here now, just because I, I I've been spoiled by Cho and uh, by Frank Cho, and um, uh, I just said his name, Alan Davis, and I, this just didn't quite work for me as well. I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, there's a lot of books that did come out that did not get a chance to read yet because I had a holiday weekend, uh, including Batgirl, Flash, uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Nightwing, a bunch of those hit issues, the first issues, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Rebirth number one, um, over, let's see what else we got, we got the uh, Micronauts number four, the launch, sorry, launch of Titans too, I forgot about that, launch of Rom, of a uh, new issue of East of West. We have the last issue, thank God, of uh, Amazing Spider-Man, that's Amazing Grace storyline. It's 1.6. I just have not been enjoying it. I don't even know why I'm buying it still. Uh, Black Panther, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain Marvel, Civil War, Choosing Sides, Drax, Extraordinary X-Men, Howard the Duck, Hyperion, International Iron Man, Mighty Thor, Mockingbird, Moon Girl and Level Dinosaur, Miss Marvel, Spider-Gwen, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Uncanny Avengers, Venom Space Knight, and X-Men 92. That's a lot of books that I still have to read. Uh, if we look at some of the selected highlights for this coming week, uh, which will be on Wednesday, August the 3rd, um, some of the highlights include Aquaman, Batman, uh, new show Batman Beyond, uh, I believe the second last issue of uh, Bloodlines, and it looks like, uh, according to the previews, it has like a subtitle now. Uh, we've got uh, Flash, Che um, Paperback, number seven, and Hardcover, number eight, uh, Green Lanterns, Harley Quinn, number one, with her new launch. Uh, we've got, let's see what else, uh, Justice League, number two, Nightwing, number two, that was fast, holy crap, uh, Suicide Squad, Rebirth, number one, uh, Superman, number four. Over at IDW, we got Donald Duck, um, which I'm enjoying a lot. Uh, there's the Mickey Mouse Shadow of Colossus trade paperback. Uh, over at Image Comics, we've got Black Science, Citizen Jack trade paperback. Uh, Killer Be Killed, number one. I'm not sure what that one's about. Um, we've got Stray Bullets, Sunshine and Roses, number 17. Uh, we also have from Marvel Comics, we've got Civil War 2 Kingpin number 2, Daredevil Annual number 1, New Issue of Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Invincible Iron Man, um, Marvel Sum Sum number 104, uh, we've got Mockingbird Classic. I never thought that would ever be the name of a collection, but there you go. Uh, Deadpool vs. Gambit number 3, New Avengers AIM Trade Paperback Volume 2 called Standoff. It's a lot of... Uh, titles in that title uh, Moon Knight number 5 Silk number 11 there's the Spider-Man by Todd McFarlane Omnibus uh, let's see we've got Spidey number 9 Squadron Supreme number 10 Thunderbolts Classic uh, it's a new printing of volume 3 uh, we also have Uncanny Inhumans Uncanny X-Men and Vote Loki number 3 and I believe we still don't have Claws yet I'm excited to eventually get it and we have uh, Jughead number 8 uh, so that's all coming up soon uh, well really in, in a day 
because uh, this episode will be going out on the 2nd. Uh, our next episode of the podcast, episode 396, will be our spotlight on Suicide Squad, uh, the new film coming out on August the 5th. After that, um, we have another Refused episode. Then we have tentatively a conversation with uh, Kevin Boyd, an upcoming guest. You'll hear more about him, hopefully, in episode 398. And then we have episode 400. Whoa, it's coming! Um, and then we have, we're have we going back to some review, interview episodes or conversation episodes, although I guess they never really stopped uh, since episode 394 was our conversation with Paul Jenkins, and episode 396, uh, 398 sorry, will be with Kevin Boyd. So I guess they never really stopped, but in case you felt like they stopped, we're going to have some more coming up. Uh, and that's all coming up in the future. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher, and if you look at the link at the bottom of the show notes, you can also donate if you want to help support the show uh, for as little as, I think, a dollar a month or something. You can pledge, and then every little bit helps, honestly. Um, I, I try to keep the cost relatively low on the show, uh, but it is still a cost every year for hosting, so anything we can get to help towards that is... Uh, immensely appreciated and I, I really do appreciate any help I can get um, it's not free to put out the podcast but I try to make it as free as possible uh, but thank you for anyone who is thinking about donating and, and will be donating I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it so thank you again this has been episode 395 we'll catch you next time in a few short days as we talk uh, we have our spotlight on Suicide Squad the film thanks a lot and we'll catch you next time bye bye